Kia ora, and welcome to a very special episode of the ANZW podcast, where we amplify the voice and profile of incredible women and allies in the ServiceNow community across Australia and New Zealand, bringing the voices of diversity and inclusion to you, whether you're taking a coffee break, walking the dog, or hitting the gym. I'm Katrina Reid, a Senior Principal Strategist in the Inspire Value team. And today, I'm thrilled to be coming to you live from Auckland at the inaugural New Zealand Women Leaders Summit hosted by the Trans-Tasman Business Circle, PEED, ANZ and ServiceNow. I'm here with none other than Sharon Lloyd, the Chief Executive of New Zealand at the Trans-Tasman Business Council and host of today's event. Welcome to the podcast, Sharon. Thank you. Great to be here. Can you tell our listeners what today is all about? Our intention was to bring together women from across the ecosystem of business to build networks, to hear from a range of inspirational speakers so that they can take away some practical advice to help them grow their leadership and development into the future. Awesome. What do you want uh, people to take home with them from today? A new friend. (laughs) (laughs) I think they've achieved one so far. I would really love women to connect and to build new networks that will help them into the future. You know, we all know how important mentoring is, and I think it's really important to meet women from outside of your own industry, from outside of your own business. Um, That, as well as, as I said, to, to learn and grow from the conversations that are had today. So on the podcast, we love shining a light on everyone's story. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about your career story into leadership? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm an event manager by trade, and I started out my career doing the Lions Tour in 2005. Um, loved it, and then did all the corporate hospitality for rugby, so Sevens, All Blacks, um, Hurricanes. Very cool. Well, it was, <laughs> until it got to a point where my weekends were sort of gone, and I thought... I need a bit more professional development and, um, you know, to build my business acumen as well. So I came across the circle by just a beautiful serendipity moment. Um, Had no idea really what they did, but just loved the people and the culture and the energy of who the circle were. So I started out as an event manager. Um, I've been with the circle 15 years now, so that's sort of testament to the amazing growth um, and the way that the circle encourages young people to grow within the business, account manager and then um, MD and then CEO for the last eight years. And clearly very successful, judging by the turnout today, lots of amazing leaders from across the sector. Yes, and we never take that for granted either. It's such a beautiful position we have that we're connected in with people and we really feel that we're relationship driven. It's not about the transactional part of the, the membership and the connection and I think that Well, I hope that people feel that and that's what continues to bring them back to the circle as well. So 15 years at the circle, come up through the ranks. Was there, uh, did you have a mentor or or someone that really supported that career progression? Yes, very fortunate too. So the owner of the business, Johnny Weiss, and we always say that the men, of course, are as important as the women in this conversation. So Johnny, who's the owner of the business, is an amazing mentor to me and has allowed me to grow professionally and personally and has given me amazing opportunities that I will never take for granted. And then we've had some courageous, bold, loud women within the circle (laughs) as well. Um, So the CEO in New Zealand before me, Ali um, Harrison, and our CEO, Tanya Ozeal, who's here with us today, who um, just support, encourage, cheer, hold your hand when when you need it held personally as well. So it's 
yeah, I'm really lucky to have those people within the circle as well. It feels like a bit of a common theme today. It keeps popping up that you can't be what you can't see. And it sounds like you certainly had some pretty inspirational people to look up to as you as you join the ranks. Yes, and I think, you know, another thing that I, you know, again say that I'm fortunate, the types of speakers that I hear on a daily and weekly basis, it could be speakers, you know, of the calibre we've had today. Last week we had the Productivity Commissioner, the week before that it was um, the CEO of Kiwi Bank. And so I'm constantly learning and constantly soaking up information and I, whenever I can, ask those people about their leadership skills because it's such a privileged position to be able to get that insight from them. It's such an awesome advantage. Mm. Like you get to see all the best on yes. stage. Was there anyone in particular that sort of stood out where you were like, oh my God, I'm so glad I got to witness this? Yeah, and I've been asked that many times. But, and I think because I see so many and I have, it's hard to have a favourite because I really do love all my <laughs> members and I love all our speakers. But the ones that... I appreciate it, the ones that come in and, you know, the things we all know, they're authentic, they want to stop and talk to people in the room, they're happy to have an unscripted conversation and they're really vulnerable. So, um, you know, I remember during COVID, Chris Quinn coming on as our first speaker uh, March 2020 and talking about, like, where has all the toilet paper gone and why are... Um, supermarket workers, suddenly frontline workers, and what does that mean from a culture and leading people? Or Jason Paris was very honest about his balance between family and the business during COVID, and in hindsight, he perhaps could have done that differently. Um, so, you know, they, they are some of the ones recently probably that resonate with me, but definitely have heard some amazing speakers over the 15 years. <laughs> well, and I think those would definitely count as, as uh, you know, what we term the moments that matter. Yes. <clears throat> we're all pretty vulnerable at that time, so I think having good speakers certainly would have stood out. Yeah, yeah, and, and speakers that were happy to share their learnings and what was working within their business because we were moving so quickly and things were changing, and so it was good to, you know, we felt a commitment to the business community to keep them connected and to learn from one another how to lead through it. So I feel like this is kind of asking you which kid's your favourite. Um, but of today, <laughs> there's been a lot of conversations and a lot of really good debate. Is there anything particular that stood out for you as a topic that you would love others to know about? Yeah, you know, the, the one that I still have a, a really soft spot for is Sarah from the Kindness Collective. When I met her and she shared her story, I was actually very emotional because it's really like not many people take that leap of faith and go from a very secure corporate background um, and then have that you know really tough personal time with her child but then recognize that spark of joy from giving back to others and I just think she's so bold and doing such amazing things um, and it was a privilege to give her the platform to share that with a room full of influential people that hopefully will give back to her as well. Absolutely and mm. I think her very genuine story um, around you know dealing with what a lot of women don't talk about yes you know postnatal depression and what it means to realize that motherhood is not all rainbows and yeah. Mother's Day chocolates um, but to see her come out the other end and make such a huge difference um, yes she was very inspirational love that story. And I'm looking forward to this afternoon obviously got Zoe Hobbs who just um bet the world, her personal and trans-Tasman record in the 11 Second Club, um, you know, Bronwyn Hudson talking about fueling your body through food, um, menopause over martinis. 
That'll be good. Mm. Yeah. One more than the other. (laughs) (laughs) As well as hosting the event, you also moderated the panel on redefining equal participation for women in decision making. What do you believe are the biggest challenges facing women who aspire to leadership in New Zealand and how can we start overcoming them? Yeah, I think that imposter syndrome is huge and we all know it, but we still probably don't talk about it as much as we could. Uh, And that's why it was really important for me in that panel to have um, Jane from Payments and Joe from Russell McVeigh and um, Reserve Back Juliet talk about their personal experiences because I do believe that the personal stories really resonate and it can show what is possible and that it is that if you see it you can be it and they were all so humble about what they've achieved but actually it's really incredible and it should be celebrated so I wanted to highlight that and set the tone for the day through doing that as well. I think it was Joe whose career was very much I threw my hat in the ring and then when I got it I was like oh crap now what do I do and I think a lot of women in particular would resonate with that. Yes, it was actually a common theme for the morning, wasn't it? (laughs) And even over some of the breaks, I've heard other women agree that that was the case for them as well. So there's probably something in that as well that we could unpack further. Yeah, well, and the common thread around, you know, being afraid. And I think sometimes if you can just have bravery for 30 seconds and you just take the first step or you throw your hat in the ring, sometimes that's all you need because once the wheels are in motion, you just got to suck it up and get going. Or someone to support you, I think. You know, there was also... Uh, Joe in particular talking about male mentors in particular or allies that pushed you to make those decisions so you do need to support yourself surround yourself with people who will do that to you as well I believe absolutely Mm. what advice would you give to young women who are just starting out in their careers and aspire to leadership great question um I would tell them to just go for it and to not feel that imposter syndrome and to feel the fear and do it anyway, the the things we've been hearing today. But I would also highly recommend to them that they have people around them that really hold them accountable. And I think they need their family, they need an internal um, champion or or a, a mentor as well as an external. And I feel that the combination of those three that equally you can call them when you need to, that they become your board, your personal board and you can call them when you need to, but equally they can give you kind of a kick up the butt when you need it as well. And I think that's really important. It's been great for me to have people to hold me accountable like that, but equally I can ring them and have a cry. And <laughs> poor Sharon. And Martini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on the podcast, we love sharing knowledge, and a big mm. part of that is obviously um, the inspirational books and podcasts that people use every day. Do you have a recommendation on something that um, you think every woman in leadership should listen to or read? Yeah, I do. Um, and maybe not even for women, but I love the Mo Galdot po- podcast. Um, and he's the happiness guru. Went through um, intense emotional trauma with his son dying in hospital in a very routine um, uh, procedure when he was quite young and has chucked in his job as chief digital officer at um, Google and is just on this happiness journey now to spread happiness. And He hosts some really beautiful people on his podcast and talks about how to achieve that balance and happiness and overcome resilience. And um, he's just a cool guy. (laughs) I think that sounds like the perfect podcast for walking the dog. Yes. Or sitting on the back deck with a glass of wine. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for hosting today. It's been fantastic. And uh, we're going to go catch up with some of the other attendees and get their snippets as well. Beautiful. And thank you to you being here. ServiceNow, obviously, is our partner today. And for Kate and the role that she's playing, we just love working together with you. It's our absolute pleasure. Thanks, Sharon.
and kia ora. My name is Joanna Burke and I'm from the Pacific Cooperation Foundation. I'm a board member but I've also been seconded by the board to be the Director of Delivery for the next four months. Wonderful, thanks for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about your career story and how you got to where you are today? I have got to where I am today, I think just from years of working in different industries and in different roles. Um, and prior to me coming back to New Zealand two years ago, due to COVID, I've been working for the last 10 years in the Pacific, working in development, working with communities, empowering women and youth. Of the discussions we've had today, what has stood out for you? That being different is okay and that you don't need permission to do things. If you see, see opportunities or you think something's not right, just speak out and don't worry about upsetting people. Just go out there and speak your mind and you know stand behind what you believe um, is right. Love that. Uh, what advice would you give to women who aspire to leadership? Just go out there and do it and use all the years of experience and all the skills and all the multitasking that we do over our lives, use that to build your kitty of um, experience when you're applying for roles or putting yourself out there. Don't be afraid to hide or keep things hidden because that, all, that, makes up, that makes us who we are today. Absolutely, I love that. Um, we love sharing a good po- book or podcast recommendation. Do you have one for us? My favourite podcast is A Diary of a CEO by Steve Bartlett and all the people that he gets on there to talk about their different experiences around leadership and empowerment and just building businesses and driving businesses and entrepreneurship. I am adding that to my list. Thank Go you. Ahead. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. Kia I am Grace Benet-Rooney. I'm the Developer Evangelism Manager at Zero. Welcome, Grace. Can you tell us a little bit about your career story and how you got here? Yeah, for sure. Um, I am one of those, I guess, kind of rare breeds who knew pretty early on what they wanted to do. And I pursued computer science when I was at high school, which um, I was definitely the only woman in the room at the time. Um, and... When I got to university, I kind of knew I wanted to study computer science. So I did a computer science and a commerce degree. I did a conjoint. And I was really intent on uh, having some experience in computer science as as a programmer. I knew that the layers I wanted to build on my career were going to be really informed if I had a way to build empathy and understand what it meant to work in tech and be a developer and all the things that really flow into that. Uh, So I pursued that and that's what I did. I had an internship um, where I did a myriad of different things. I worked as an engineer, as a developer. I worked in data. I worked on building some product strategy. um, And I really pursued that and I was really passionate about doing an internship. And so I, I started that in my second year and I think that's one of the things that gave me a really big edge when it came to actually finishing university and figuring out what I wanted to do. I already had had, I don't know, two and a half, three years almost interning um, part-time and full-time on and off while I was at university and it really gave me a good push in the right direction. Um, And when I graduated, I knew that what I wanted to do was work as a software developer for at least two years, which is what I did. Um, 
and then an opportunity arised at Zero to join their developer evangelism team and so I did that and um, started as a developer evangelist and that helped me build a lot of the skills in terms of understanding how technology and business came together which was what my degree was about. I was really passionate about how can I kind of meld the two worlds together and so that's exactly what I did and I pursued that and I've been fortunate enough to be able to engage with a lot of businesses in that time period, a lot of leaders from startup level through to a bank, a fintech, a you know, huge organization of some type, building a, an integration to Xero's platform. And so that's been something which has helped me learn a lot about what um, other people are doing and how they do things. And that's helped me learn about how other people run their careers and what opportunities they've pursued, or like pursued through that. Um, and then I now currently run the developer evangelism team, so I moved into actually managing the team that I joined, um, which has been really interesting, and it's been a journey over the last couple of years to kind of understand um, what people leadership is and what are the skills that I need to learn and grow myself um, in order to be a good leader. So that's where I'm kind of at at the moment. So I also did a double degree in tech and business. Okay. I did software engineering and commerce. Yes, and cool. to this day, I still tell people it is the best combination yeah, you can have. I so thought it was great. I feel like I've just found a yeah. kindred spirit. Yeah. Um, some of our listeners may not know what an evangelist is in yeah. the world of tech. Can sure. you explain that a little bit? Um, so an evangelist um, is part of a kind of an umbrella space of developer relations, which is how um, companies, particularly platforms, relate to uh the developers that build to their platforms um, and so that comes in a myriad of different ways um, there are a few different terms you might hear tech evangelist or developer advocate or developer evangelist amongst a few other types of roles um, the place that they um, the play, space that they play in though is about educating and engaging developers who are developing something for the platform whether that's to go on an app store or maybe it's a private integration for a customer that's using the platform um, or it might be taking some of that feedback and passing it back through to the internal teams to advocate for or assist with some of the improvements and the changes to the platform so um, it's uh, it's kind of an interesting space you have this kind of um, conversation between the customers who are using the product um, or the, and the developers that are building for the customers using the product and also the internal development teams, the internal product teams, the marketing teams. Um, and so it's kind of this interesting meld of like education and marketing and sales and um, strategy and content creation. And it looks very different depending on where you might work. And you get to learn a lot of different things across a lot of different platforms and um, I just love it because I get to talk to lots of people, basically. Um, <laughs> that's the fun part for me. Speaking of talking to a lot of people today, yep. there's been a lot of varied discussions. Yes. Is there anything particular that resonated with you? Um, you know, I, I think there was a session today that was about um, championing women in the workplace. And that's something that I uh, really, really believe in. I think um, no matter who you are, whether you're a woman or you're non-binary or you're um, you know, a myriad of anything else, male, um, there's something you can do to help the people around you and to champion women in their place in the work. Um, and you don't have to be 
a quote unquote senior leader to do that. It can be on a peer to peer level um, as well. And I think that engagement and that positivity that comes from that helps people grow, which is ultimately what it's about. I think one of the difficulties that women have is that, um, and actually, well, anyone in the workplace is sometimes it feels like it's a competition. And it's actually not a competition. You're all there trying to do your best. And I think the concept around championing women and creating a space where they feel included and it's a diverse space which they can contribute to is a, is a big part of that. And so that's something that really stuck out to me today. Do you have any advice for women who aspire to be in leadership? Uh, the word that comes to my mind is authenticity. Um, I think if there's anything I've learned over the last few years as being a people leader and also as a leader in technology in general, um, being your authentic self makes you feel a bit more comfortable in the room. And um, I don't think uh, we're in a place anymore where you have to try and have two different versions of yourself, the person at home and the person at work. Um, and so I think when I think about leadership, to me that speaks to the level of authenticity of that person and how they represent that in the space that they're in. That's that great advice. Thanks for joining, Grace. Thank you so much. So I'm Fleur. I'm the Head of Recruitment and Employer Brand at Sprout. Can you tell us a little bit about your career story and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. So I started in marketing, which um, I was quite creative at, at school and university. So <clears throat> that was a career path that naturally went down. Um, but I quickly realised that in marketing, it was what your people did and how they interacted with your customers that actually made the most impact. And it was little what I did. It was telling the story of what we were already doing. So became quite interested in how to make an impact in that area. Found myself in recruitment. think it would be stepping stone to organisational psychology and design. And I just loved it so much that it became my career and it kind of amplified my message that it, um, the role, if you find what you're great at, you'll love your career. So, yeah, that's my job. Your career found you, as kind we of. heard today. Absolutely did. <laughs> of the discussions we've had today, what has stood out for you? Uh, there's been a couple of comments, actually, that I've really re resonated with. Um, um, Alexia was, uh, don't let fear get in the way of your con contribution to the world. I think, like a lot of us, feel that we're not quite sure what to do next and, you know, what will someone think of me? And I think just go for it. And I really love that comment. Um, and another comment that I really resonated with was um, around leadership and what the exciting part about um, the way that we are considering diversity at the moment is like we're going to find leaders that we hadn't thought about and that what the difference that they could make to the world is and what we're doing is what um, really quite exciting. What advice would you give to women who aspire to leadership? Just put your hand up. Just do it. Don't wait for it. That was another message that came out today was just don't wait for permission and I feel like I was given a really good opportunity in my younger career to go and find answers. And I had a great boss that just said, just you tell me what we need to do. And I think that the opportunities available to anybody at any stage of their career, right from your very first job, right from university, right from school. And so I think that if you want to be a leader, go and just do it. If someone asks you to do something, don't ask how. You tell, you tell them how. And that's something that I've been lucky enough to have bosses that have always encouraged me to do that. And I think that just creates great leaders. It's great advice. Thanks for sharing, Flip. Thank you. Hi, 
Hi everyone, I'm Michelle Mao from Russell McVeigh. I'm a senior associate in the general litigation team uh, and that means I uh, do all sorts of disputes, arbitrations, litigation, um, mediation, the whole gamut. Can you tell us a little bit about your career and how you got to where you are today? So I started actually at Russell McVeigh as a grad and I stuck there. Um, so actually I'm a bit of a unicorn. Most people don't stick in their first job for, well, a first proper job that long, but I just really loved it and I've been progressing through my career there and I'm enjoying it so far. Of the discussions we've heard today, what's resonated with you most? I really liked um, the talk from the founder of Girlboss and actually um, even the facilitator that comment about being um, too young, too young, and now I feel too old. That really resonated with me. I, I work in an organisation with a whole cohort of graduates every year. There's like about 30, 40 of them. And increasingly, I'm getting those comments, oh, oh back in your day, what did, you know, I'm feeling, I'm starting to feel age a little bit, even though I personally don't think I'm, you know, that old yet, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, yeah, don't listen to the noise. You just have to do what feels right to you. And I think that res really resonates with me. And I don't think necessarily in your day-to-day -day you think about, oh, I'm a woman, I must go about conquering the world. As with a lot of the speakers today, you sort of find your path as you go along it. Um, opportunities present themselves and you just have to sort of grab it and go with it. And if you stumble, that's fine. But, you know, you need to have that confidence in yourself that you'll be okay. And I think having the girlfriends going through the same path that and just talking to them, like talking through with it, talking everything through with them, and then sometimes getting that support and just that encouragement is so valuable. It seems to have been a bit of a common thread today, isn't it, about making sure that you've got the support around you and not so much about having mentors but having champions throughout your career that'll push you when you need to be pushed and support you when you need to be supported. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it is about finding that power. It's already in each of us. We all have our strengths. And I also really like the comment about how you shouldn't really spend as much time worrying about your weaknesses, because we all do. You need, yeah, try to work on them. But equally, I think it is finding the right people to help you and compliment you, because I'm not big on promoting myself, but like there are some people that are just so extrovert. I, you know, I bow to them, but they, you just need to find the right type of people who can you know, compliment your skill set. And that's sort of, you know, one of the messages that I also got from there that, you know, don't worry about the little things. The, you referred to the, uh, the comment around that you're too young, too young, too young, too old. I think part of the reason the whole audience started laughing is because we've all had those moments. We were on a meeting the other day and someone referred to a 55-year-old as elderly. Yeah. And I think we all sat there going, wait, what? 55 is when we're going to start our second career. That's not elderly. Yeah, no, I, I completely we agree. We the Goldilocks. <laughs> There is <laughs> Just be excited about every new thing that comes around, right? Absolutely. What advice would you give to women who aspire to leadership? Keep at it. And I think, again, just, just go for it. Don't wait for people to say, you're great. I mean, sometimes they do tell that to you, and, and that's great too, but just believe in yourself. And just if an opportunity presents itself to you and it looks interesting, just do it. What's the worst that could happen, right? I love that phrase. I use it a lot with myself. It's, you just need that 30 seconds of, of confidence to get through the fear. So on the podcast, we love sharing knowledge. Do you have a book or podcast that you'd recommend to women that want to get into leadership? 
not sure if it's into leadership, but certainly I find Babbage with The Economist, which is a talk about um, technology and upcoming technologies, really interesting and mind-opening. And I think part of that, you know, leadership is curiosity. And I think that is a podcast that I enjoy listening to regularly that does develop, you know, my interest in something that's not an area I'm familiar with in my day-to-day work. Great recommendation. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap in Auckland. I hope we gave you a taste of the amazing and inspiring stories we've heard today and a long list of books and podcasts to challenge your thinking further. As always, you can find us on the ANZW podcast homepage, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. And if you know someone with a great story to share, drop us a note. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week and we will see you next time.